ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. We've all been feeling the heat uh, over the summer and this long weekend it's very hot in some places in Australia. Well, a few things beat a dip at the beach. You're going from 40 degrees to 20 degrees, it's great. (laughs) But if you're scientifically minded, a trip to the beach can be a perfect opportunity to explore the scientific properties of three things. Sunscreen, sand and ice cream. Okay. Joining us at Overnights this morning, Associate Professor in Oceanography and Fluid Dynamics at the Uni of New South Wales School of Mathematics and Statistics, Professor Shane Keating is on the line. G'day, Professor. Hey, how you doing? How do you fit all that in a business card? (laughs) (laughs) I guess I'm many things to many people. (laughs) (laughs) Now, this is really interesting. So, listeners, listen up. So, for non-scientific beachgoers, and I'm one, uh, explain viscosity first. Yeah, so viscosity is the ability of a fluid, like a liquid, to resist a force that's trying to change its shape. So if you think about changing the shape of an object by pushing on it, the resistance to that pushing is what gives us viscosity. Okay. We're talking viscosity, Newtonian and non-Newtonian fluids. So how does that viscosity then affect the behavior of the fluid? So viscosity affects the behavior of the fluid because it it resists flowing. So uh, the way I love to think about it is, you know, imagine um, you've got a straw, you put it into your glass of water and you suck on that straw cooling down on a hot day. What you're doing is you're you're creating a low pressure near your mouth, which is drawing the water up into your mouth. Now, where viscosity comes into play is it it describes the resistance of the water moving into your mouth. So what's happening is that the the water, as it moves beside the straw, as it feels the walls of the straw, it feels a bit of friction, and that slows it down when it's near the sides of the straw. And then the little bit of water that's a little bit away from the wall is feeling that slower fluid, so it slows down, and, and on and on and on. So the viscosity describes how fast that happens. And different fluids have different amounts of viscosity. So water or alcohol uh, have relatively low Uh, viscosity. So when you're sipping your summer cocktail or your juice, uh, it it flows quite nicely through the straw. But think about what happens when you're trying to drink a milkshake, which has a much higher viscosity. You have to pull much harder on the straw to draw that milky yumminess up into your mouth. (laughs) Okay, Newtonian fluids, how do they behave according to one of Newton's laws, that of viscosity? Yeah, so so Isaac Newton, of course, the the famous Newton behind the the Newton's laws of motion, uh, postulated um, (laughs) a series of of ways of describing how fluids flow. And he he posed this idea of of Newton's law of viscosity, which which basically says that the, the viscosity, the, the resistance of the fluid just changes linearly with the amount of force. So if I double the amount of force, if I suck twice as hard on the straw, the, the water ah. or the alcohol or the milkshake will come up twice as fast. And then the, the, the coefficient, the, the proportionality coefficient is the viscosity. So that number that describes the relationship between how hard I'm sucking and the rate at which the flow is coming through the straw, that is the viscosity. Okay. So different fluids have different viscosity, um, but that law that describes the relationship between the viscosity and the rate of fluid moving through the straw mm. and the force applied, that's Newton's law of viscosity. All right, we'll get to specifics in a minute. So then what distinguishes non-Newtonian fluids from the Newtonian? We have now <laughs> shear thinning and shear thickening fluid, yeah? That's right, yeah. So, of course, Newton's law is, is a mathematical idea. No real fluid actually behaves like that, although water, alcohol, 
and things like vegetable oil, they, they behave pretty close to what Newton predicted hundreds of years ago, way back in 1687. Um, but most fluids, many fluids that we're familiar with actually don't satisfy this law. They don't behave the way that Newton predicted. Mm. Um, they behave in a way that changes depending on how, on whether you're forcing it or not. Right. God, 1687. He was a clever dude, Isaac, wasn't he? Goodness. <laughs> he certainly was. So they say about him, yes. Yeah. Now, uh, let's get the important things out of the way. Sunscreen. Now, I'm assuming that's viscous because it's pretty thick, but is it shear thinning or is it a shear thickening fluid? That's right. So you were mentioning about shear thickening and shear thinning fluids. Yeah. These are fluids that are, are different from the way that Newton predicted in the sense that their viscosity, their resistance to, to changes in their shape changes, that, that resistance changes depending on, on how much force you're applying. So sunscreen is a great example of that because, mm. you know, when, when you squeeze the sunscreen out of the tube, you know, it flows like a liquid, right? It has to because it has to squish into your hand. Yep. But then when you're holding it in your hand, you know, you're not no longer applying a force when it's just sitting in your hand and it sits like a little dollop in your hand. It forms almost like a little rounded bump, like a solid, hmm. right? So it's changed from flowing like a liquid to sitting like a solid in your hand. And then the next thing that happens is that you rub that sunscreen on your arm or your face or your legs and it smears nice and evenly over your skin because, of course, you want to get a nice, even protective layer mm, uh, mm. to protect you from, from the sun's rays. And again, it's behaving like a liquid because you're applying a force to it. And then finally, you know, yeah, when, you, yeah, when yeah. you finished rubbing it on your skin, you don't want it to drip off like water. You don't want it to drip off like a liquid. Mm. You want it to stay on your skin. And, and so it reverts to being more like, more like a solid. Mm. So the viscosity of sunscreen is changing. In fact, it's um, decreasing when you apply a force, when you squeeze the sunscreen bottle or when you rub it on your skin, you are making it uh, have a lower viscosity so yeah. it behaves like a liquid. Yeah. And then when you when you stop rubbing it, <laughs> you know, it has a has a higher viscosity, so it behaves more like a solid. Okay. Related question just popped into my head. Some of the sunscreen bottles say non greasy. Now greasiness, how does that relate to viscosity and, and the Newton laws? Yeah, so I think that might be a little bit different from viscosity. I think it's more to do with the the um the, the touch, the sense uh, yes, of right. the sunscreen on your skin. But but I imagine it's probably related to um the the, the makeup of the of the sunscreen itself. Mm. So certain sunscreens are made up of uh, polymers which can flow easily over each other when you apply a force um, and then become all clumped uh, when you stop applying a force and so they behave more like a solid and so uh, I'm imagining that those um, non-greasy sunscreens yeah um, have additional um, additives right, yeah. in them that make them feel a little bit less greasy to the touch yes and that's why they keep telling us to make sure the sunscreen is evenly applied otherwise it will lose its effect so that all makes sense yeah doesn't it yeah 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 Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's get to sand. You've told us about shear thinning fluids. But what is a shear thickening fluid? That now that can't be dry sand, surely? No. Right. So shear thinning fluids like sunscreen um, decrease their viscosity when you apply a force, um, and they're quite common actually. So another example is ketchup or tomato sauce. Ah, okay. Uh, it's another classic example of a shear thinning fluid. You know, when you squeeze the ketchup bottle, it flows out like a liquid, but then it it forms a nice dollop on your plate and kind of a solid. 
uh, or like semi-solid uh, shape um, that you can dip your chips into. <laughs> um, so those are relatively common shear thinning fluids. Um, but shear thickening fluids are a little less common, but but they are you do have, come across them from time to time. And a classic example at the beach is wet sand. Wet it's not sand, dry yeah. sand, but wet sand. So in yeah. fact, very wet sand behaves like a shear thickening fluid. So what is a shear thickening fluid? Sort of reverse this idea in this in the sense that when you apply a force to this type of fluid, it actually becomes thicker rather than thinner. Okay. It becomes more like a solid and less like a liquid. So when you think about wet sand, and I'm think, talking about like really wet sand, go down right down beside the, you know, in a rock pool or something like that, mm. or close to the where the waves are breaking. And, and you know, dip your hands into the into the wet sand and lift them up and, and the sand will dribble through your fingers, kind of like grainy custard. It's got this lovely mm, feel, yeah, right? right? So yeah, it's yeah. a liquid, right? But then when you when you take that sand in your hands and you compact it between your hands, you'll notice that it feels hard. And in fact, yeah. you'll notice that it looks like it's actually dried out. Yes, that's right. So the same thing happens when you're running on the beach. Um, if you if you do a lot of running on the beach and you go down to close to where the waves are breaking, you know, running through those waves, mm. you notice that um, as you run through the the even though the sand itself is relatively liquidy looking, yes, when your foot hits the sand, um, it it actually feels hard. And if you if you look back or if, there, if there's somebody running in front of you, can you can take a look at this yourself. Um, the footprints look dry. So they actually appear to be dry for a moment. Yeah. And what's happening there is that when you're applying a force, either in your hands by pressing at the sand together or um, with your foot as you're running along along the beach, mm. what's happening is that you're pressing together um, those um, sand grains, those little grains of, of rock and silica um, that force them apart. So you're kind of pushing them apart and that's creating more space within the the sand mm. to let the to let the water drain away so the exterior of the sand looks dry and that's just because the water has drained away to the middle of the sand goodness me and that's why uh, joggers jog on the hard wet sand down by the waves and not up on the dry sand i mean people who jog in that have to be extremely fit so there, there's your thinning thickening effect i'm assuming Exactly. And as soon as those joggers <laughs> stop running, right, the, the sand turns back into a liquid and their feet kind of uh, get stuck in the sand and, and you get that uh, very pleasant slurp as you, as you yeah. pull your feet yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, and that's why we build the sandcastles with the kids. Say so We make them initially with wet sand and they might hang around for a while until they dry out. And then you pour the wet sand through your fingers to make your little castle effects and everything. So, yeah, what a cool thing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Our beloved sand. Now, my producer, Alistair, this is the most important thing to him, ice cream. <laughs> right. Is ice yes. cream... Where would we... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shear thinning or shear thickening fluid? Yeah, where where would we be without ice cream? Nowhere. So, so ice cream's a, you know, from, from a fluid dynamics perspective, <laughs> ice cream <laughs> is fascinating stuff, um, in particular because of the cream, actually. So, so ice cream, of course, is... Um, a frozen mixture of uh, cream along with milk and sugar and flavorings, but it's really the cream that gives ice cream its special something, right? Um, and that's because cream is is got fascinating fluid dynamics properties. It's so cream, of course, is the the fatty part of the milk yeah. um, with a lot of the water re removed, right? So yeah, it's basically yeah. it's an emulsion, as we call it, mm. of fat, milk fats, and then a small amount of liquid. And that, of course, gives cream its its lovely silkiness, right? Oh yeah. yeah. Um, now, what happens then is when you when you convert cream into whipped cream, 
right? So when you whisk it and you apply a force, mm. what's happening is that you're you're taking those little those little blobs of of milk fat and you're breaking them up. You're breaking the membranes of those, and they sort of stick together. They they kind of glom together and they form little little um, bubbles around trapped air. So that's basically what whipped cream is. You are breaking up the little milk fats. They're forming bubbles and air is being suspended within those bubbles. That's how you get whipped cream. Now, whipped cream is really fascinating stuff because, you know, if you take a little bit of whipped cream Mm. and and dollop it on top of your strawberries, right? Yeah. It sits there like a a fluid. Sorry, like a solid, right? Um, So it's a semi-solid. But if you if you push it enough, like for example, if you were to spray it out of the nozzle of a can of instant whipped cream, it behaves like a fluid. So it behaves sometimes like like yeah, a solid. It will maintain yeah. its shape. It will sit there lovely on top of your strawberries. And another way, in other times, it, it behaves like a like a liquid. So this is this is a very special type of mm. non-Newtonian fluid called a Bingham plastic. A so big, a Bingham plastic oh. uh, is a type of uh, uh, a type of uh, material uh, or type of fluid that mm. can behave like a solid when there's no force being applied and will behave like a liquid when there is a force being applied. And of course, what what makes cream, whipped cream, a Bingham solid is is this application of force, the whipping. So oh, if, gotcha. if you've yeah. ever whipped cream by hand, Boy, oh boy, it takes a while. You get a sore yeah. arm after <laughs> oh, a while. Yes. And, yeah. Right, and so the, the the sort of the key ingredient to, to turn uh, cream into whipped cream <laughs> is um, is time, is the application of force over time. Right. So it, it transformed from a from a liquid, creamy liquid, into whipped cream, which is a semi-solid, semi-liquid, a Bingham plastic, and then that's what gives um, ice cream it, its lovely softness, its lovely mouthfeel. It's it's the the air trapped within the cream that is then frozen Brilliant. so in fact cr- ice cream um really good ice cream can be as much as as 50 air um, that right? and so yeah absolutely and so yeah. if you, and this also explains why ice cream floats so if you place ice cream into um you know an ice cream float mm. it'll float at the top of the, the top of the the soda um because it's less dense than water because it's it's 50 um air gotcha so, again, something just popped into my head. Um, ice cream, if you put it on something warm, uh, tends to melt quicker than you said whipped cream. Whipped cream will stay solid for longer. Is that emulsification or is that one of the Bingham plastics or thinning or thickening? What's that? Oh, that's a good observation. Yeah, like, yeah. A, like a dollop of ice cream on top of your hot apple pie or something yeah. like that. Yeah, will melt quicker yeah. than cream, yeah. <laughs> so I think what's happening there is actually is the um, so ice cream of course has frozen um, has ice in it. It has it has frozen yes, yeah. little shards of ice in it, and those are melting. So um, of course we don't have we don't have ice frozen ice in in cream whipped cream. Mm. Um, so that's that 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 I think the difference there is that the ice crystals within ice cream are being melted. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. So yeah, and that's all part of that. <laughs> I'm just thinking: should we be worried about the word plastic being used in association with our ice cream? Well, plastic is a term in fluid dynamics that just refers to the way that a a material behaves under a force. So, you know, you could think about um, about, uh, you know, silly putty or or, um, Mm. Play-Doh, you know, um, as a plastic. It's something that when you apply a force, 
it is deformed and then it stays in that shape. So mm. something that's plastic, you change its shape and it stays in that shape. Whereas uh, things that are not plastic, they'll either return to the way they were or they'll they'll um, just like a liquid, they'll just uh, assume the shape of whatever you've put them into. Yeah. So the, the term plastic there just refers to how it responds to a force. Yeah, right. And God bless the person who came up with ice cream. Goodness me. Absolutely. I think that goes back to the Romans, actually. It does, yes, all the way back there. Now, um, this knowledge you have of fluid dynamics to explore the science of summer, uh, can you use that to understand the behavior of the ocean? That's right. So I'm, I'm of course, a, an oceanographer as yes, well as a fluid right. dynamicist, yeah. and, and I think a lot about um, the fluid dynamics of the ocean, of seawater and of, of um, ocean currents and waves. And so, uh, you know, it's a lot of fun to sit on the beach and, and uh, enjoy my ice cream and, and um, <laughs> the sun on my face and have a little, maybe a little walk or play with the sand. Um, but of course, it's all in the sake, it's all for, for research. I'm really studying the waves. Yeah, right. Because you, <laughs> um, go, you go on that beautiful uh, state-of-the-art vessel, the RV Investigator, don't you, on behalf of the CSIRO or behalf of yourself or them? Yeah, so we, we carry out research at sea, out in the blue ocean, far from shore. Right. Um, and most recently, we were on the Investigator, which is Australia's flagship research right. vessel. Uh, we, we headed out of Sydney back in um, October of last year. Uh, we were out for about a month in the Tasman Sea. And we were studying um, how ocean currents affect uh, the weather and affect um, the biology in the ocean. And in particular, we were studying what are called ocean eddies which are these giant rotating vortices of seawater mm. that are the analog of storms in the atmosphere. So they're kind of like the storms of the ocean. So we were on the investigator studying how storms in the ocean, these ocean eddies, affect um, the formation of, of atmospheric weather phenomenon and affect the biology. Mm. We've been discussing, uh, just about every broadcaster on the ABC in recent times, that because of the heat, uh, how the oceans affect that. I mean, uh, does ocean temperature affect the sort of heat we get in the atmosphere? Yeah, so the ocean temperature is probably one of the most dominant effects on our uh, climate. Right. We're here in here in uh, New South Wales. We're very strongly affected by, certainly in in the Sydney area, we're very strongly affected by um, the, uh, the the ocean temperatures. And and those of you who've been out recently have noticed that the the water is probably is been pretty warm for quite a while now, mm. and that really has affected our our recent climate, um, our, our recent weather. Um, over the past few months. Mm. And not to mention the beloved southerly change which we all love in New South Wales. <laughs> uh, that's right, yes. <laughs> a they... very re great relief when it when it comes. Yeah, isn't it great? So, apart from being a swashbuckling scientist, you have this science communicator too. You've got a lovely website. Tell us about that, scienceshane.com. That's right. So I write about science and I write about um, mathematics and fluid dynamics and earth science, space and, and artificial intelligence. You name it, I write about it. Um, and I write it on about it on my website, scienceshane.com. So if you're interested in these things, please give that a check. Yeah, scienceshane.com. Well, just quickly before I leave you, gee, we've been discussing AI too here on the program and uh, how quickly it's advanced. And uh, that extraordinary piece of audio I heard from them uh, copying Joe Biden's voice in America and him allegedly telling people not to turn out and vote. And my goodness me, it sounded like him. It's quite an extraordinary thing, AI. Isn't it? How do you use it, by the way? Yeah, AI is transforming everything, including science. Uh, and right. we are using it quite a bit to um, help us to sort out um I guess the enormous amounts of data that we that we deal with in earth science and in oceanography and climate science. You know, we, we deal with these vast data sets from space 
from the ocean, from going out to sea, uh, from land, uh, as well as data sets gathered from um, ocean models and weather forecasts. Wow. And and it's all it's, you know, it's sort of too much data. We're sort of drowning in an ocean of data. Yeah. Um, and AI is extremely powerful as a tool for extracting knowledge, looking for patterns, uh, and trying to identify. Um, you know, unique, unique and um, interesting yeah. properties of that data set to tell us something about what the actual um, world mm. is doing, what, the, well, what nature is telling us. Yeah, well, I'm sure, as you know, a lot of people are concerned about uh, AI and how it could be used for evil. By the sound of that, that's how AI can be used very definitely for positive purposes. Hey. Absolutely. I mean, AI is a tool um, yeah. and, uh, you know, AI can can um, hurt or can it can help. Yeah. It depends on who's using it. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, folks, you can find the professor, Associate Professor Shane Keating, ScienceShane, S-H-A-N-E dot com. And you're on X2, aren't you? What's your moniker there? That's right. Science underscore Shane. Science underscore Shane. Gee, it's been uh, fun to talk to you. Thank you very, very much for your time. Thank you very much. Thanks, Tim. Professor Shane Keating. ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. 